0: Welcome to Talent Revolution Radio, the Brooks Group's podcast dedicated to helping you hire, develop, and retain top talent using the TriMetrics Assessment. I'm Drea Douglas, Director of Talent Management Consulting.
1: And hi there. I am Tony Smith, Regional Vice President of Sales at the Brooks Group.
0: Today is Episode 2 in a six-part series walking through each dimension of the personal skills assessment, also known as the Hartman, after Robert Hartman, who created the instrument. Last time, we talked about the Understanding Others dimension, also known as Empathetic Outlook. Tony walked us through how different scores and bias combinations in that dimension play out in real life, especially in sales reps and in sales leaders. Today, we're going to talk about the Practical Thinking dimension. We're going to talk about how high and low scores with positive and negative biases play out in real life, just like we did in the last episode. Notice that we're leaving out discussion around the neutral bias. This is because neutral means open and flexible regardless of score. Now, Tony, I love the practical thinking dimension because I consider it the meat and potatoes of business. Can you elaborate a little on what this dimension measures for us?
1: Sure. The practical thinking dimension is really what we could look at at a high level as being the achievement or results orientation dimension. So what does that mean? It's really all about an understanding of tasks in order to get things done, the practical side of driving for results. So in this dimension, we're measuring the ability for people to set goals and objectives and prioritize tasks in order to achieve those goals and objectives and an understanding of, of the activities and things that need to happen in order to achieve results so it really is that business practical side of someone's attitude
0: right okay so uh, definitely you know results orientation problem solving things like that so if we're going to talk about somebody who has a high score and a positive bias in this dimension what kind of person do you get who has a mentality like that?
1: So a high-clarity score indicates that they have a solid understanding of what they need to do in order to get things done. So as the score is very high, a person's ability to look at all the tasks in front of them, be able to prioritize those tasks, and drive towards results is going to be very clear for that individual. When they have a high score and an upward bias, this tends to be a very unique individual because only about 5% of the population will have this type of high score with an upward arrow or positive bias. So what does that mean? In essence, you can think in terms of someone who is more like a machine. What do I mean by that? They want to get everything done immediately, and they're constantly going with a lot of activity. They're just very driven, and they're always thinking in terms of what do I got to do I need to get it done, and I need to get it done now. Mm. And once they start a task, they really don't want to stop until that task is completed or finished. So when they have the upward arrow, one of their challenges sometimes, or even a coaching point for them, is the ability to stop a task, not get upset about the fact that they got interrupted or had to stop the task, Mm -hmm. and put it aside to work on something else that might be more important or a higher priority at that time. Mm -hmm. And another challenge with an individual of this type of clarity with a positive bias is that sometimes they become so task-focused that it's, so, it's more about just activity for the sake of activity, and they may miss the sight of the right activities that drive the right results, but they're getting a lot of things done, and they're working really hard, and sometimes they can even be uh, potentially, depending on other parts of the assessment, potentially a workaholic. Again, these are just tendencies. It may or may not be true, but it does give you insight into how they may be seeing this
0: dimension. Right. So, tunnel vision kind of person—that person who, once they get a, they get absorbed in their task, and if so, they, they can even ignore distractions and and interruptions, things like that. So, <clears throat> excellent. How about a high score and a negative bias?
1: So, a high score with a downward arrow or negative bias is where we find a lot of sales professionals will fall so they're very focused on what they need to do in order to achieve their goals and objectives and get results and whether it's it's making calls face-to-face visits uh, developing plans that they have a strong understanding of these are the tasks that I need to complete whether it's prospecting whether it's uh, having uh, productive conversations with customers or prospects uh, negotiating all of these things that we look at in, in the world of selling or from a sales leader standpoint, what they need to do to make sure their team are hitting their goals and their numbers and our own tasks to make sure they've got the right activities that's going to help them achieve the results they're being asked to achieve. Mm-hmm. The downward arrow for this type of individual indicates that they have the ability, in many cases, to juggle a few balls in the air at one time. So they can stop a task put it aside, move on to another task, and it doesn't upset them or frustrate them if they have to come back and pick up a task that they put aside at a later date. Mm. However, they also tend to take this view, which is, if it's a task I really don't enjoy doing, I may tend to procrastinate or put that task off until I absolutely have to do it. Mm. For some sales professionals, that may be expense reports, it may be filling out data in the CRM system, because they look at that as something that they don't really like to do, and so they'll put it off until they absolutely have to do it.
0: Yeah, that sounds very familiar. And in fact, I think, uh, well, you said about 5% of people have a positive bias. So that means, you know, the rest of us likely have a neg. well, not the rest, There's, there are those folks out there with a neutral bias, of course. But I think the majority, probably 80% of the population has a negative bias in practical thinking. Is that what you've heard too, Tony?
1: Yeah, we've seen that consistently as looking at thousands and thousands of assessments over the years. A, a good 80% will have a downward error, and that's because the majority of people do tend to procrastinate on things that they don't enjoy doing. But us, it's also because in today's society, we are having to multitask or juggle several balls in the air at one time, mm-hmm. and there's always going to be interruptions. We've got so much coming at us. Uh, if it's in the world of selling, you've got customers calling you, complaints that you have to deal with, fires that you have to put out. Um, A manager may be asking for something. And so we're always being interrupted. And so this allows people to have good clarity and understanding of that's okay. I may get interrupted but I'm still able to prioritize and get focused when I need to because they are still driven to achieve results and get things done.
0: Yeah, that's the thing I usually will uh, recommend for a candidate who they have a negative bias and they may have a high score in practical thinking, but it's not their highest of the three external dimensions. Maybe it's their third place dimension. So they're perfectly capable in this dimension. They're very competent at problem solving and getting things done, but they will likely tend to struggle with focusing, especially if there's an opportunity to socialize, for example, so focusing on the empathetic outlook dimension, or the opportunity to think about strategy or longer term goal planning, uh, head in the clouds kind of people. So I'll oftentimes make recommendation to ensure that there are clear deadlines on tasks that are priorities, and that managers follow up to ensure that that person knows that it can't just, it's not going to be it's not going to fall through the cracks. Somebody cares about this. That's what oftentimes will help these folks uh, focus on those things that they don't necessarily want to focus on.
1: Andrea, you sorry. mentioned something there. Uh-huh. You mentioned something there real quick. It just popped in my head, and I wanted to mention it because this is this is this is an, a, a potential challenge that we do see happen uh, within certain individuals, and whether it's a leader or even a sales professional, which is when they have the high score with the upward arrow, so the positive bias and it is their highest score of the other compared to the other dimensions mm-hmm. so it's higher than say the understanding others or the people dimension what happens there is they may have difficulty relating to everybody else that they have to work with because they're looking at it from a completely different perspective and they get frustrated because other people aren't as focused or as driven to get something done mm-hmm. immediately and so they sometimes struggle with that because, as we said, 80% of the population will tend to put things off and if, they, if they don't enjoy mm-hmm. doing them or they'll juggle several balls in the air. So, so we've seen that happen where, uh, especially a leader, a leader will tend to get very frustrated because they ask for a report and the sales professional is out there thinking, yes, but I'm with customers right now. I'll get to that report when when I get a chance to, and the leaders, they can give it to me now. Mm -hmm. And so we've seen those sort of challenges, and it becomes a coaching point for them. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Good points. All right, let's talk about low scores now. How about a low score with an up arrow or a positive bias?
1: So a low score with an upward arrow is almost of extreme rarity, (laughs) because usually the upper, the positive bias is gonna come with somebody with a high score, mm-hmm. but there are some cases where somebody may have a low score with an upward arrow. So what does that mean? A low score in and of itself represents lower clarity in the dimension, and so how that plays out is the individual is just having uh, a, maybe more of a difficult understanding of what are the tasks that I need to complete in order to get things done. So they're not seeing things clearly so they may be all over the place they're not as focused Uh, they they don't necessarily know what they should be working on or how they should be doing it Um, and so in some cases it could be because they're new to the job they're uncertain about what they should be doing Uh, and other cases it may be that they just are not the type of person that really focuses on being results driven Um, and so they're all over the place but the upward arrow means that once they do start a task, they want to go ahead and get it done so this is the type of individual that if you give them very clear direction you give them exactly the task that you need them to work on when they need to get it completed by they will get it done for you but if you're asking them to uh, really have control of their own time if you think in terms of an outside territory rep that's out there having to develop their own schedule develop their own task to, to achieve their goals they tend to struggle mightily in this area because mm-hmm. they're not always clear on what they should be working.
0: Right. And oftentimes I've found that they tend to be inefficient because they don't see it clearly. So they, they struggle to connect the to- the dots in an efficient way. So they'll be out there doing activity because they're excited about working that positive bias, but they're not able to be re- truly effective because they don't see it clearly how to, you know, what's the, sh- what's the shortest path from A to Z. Uh, they tend to, go roundabout or waste time and things like that
1: yes and, and one of the things that we see is is, is you know uh, individuals with that type of score can be very successful a lot of times maybe not in a professional selling environment but without a lot of coaching and development in this area but they could be very successful in some sort of mechanical or manufacturing environment where it's repetitive tasks get it done Make it happen within a cer- certain mm. amount of time mm-hmm. uh, and be very effective and efficient. So it's it's very clear to them what they do every single day, and it's repetitive, and they just work really really hard. Uh, but it's not somebody that you would want out there looking at a territory and really determining here's what I need to do now to get to B, to get to C, to achieve goals, because otherwise a manager will have to be staying on top of them and telling them what to do on a daily basis.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, let's look at a low score and a negative bias. How does that typically play out?
1: So this is one that I recommend to every client that uses the trimetrics for hiring and selection. This is potentially a large red flag because what the person is telling us is not only are they unclear about the task that they should be working on, They're not very focused on driving results, the practical side of business. They also tend to procrastinate. Mm -hmm. And the tendency here that we have seen play out time and time again is while in the interview process they may talk a great game and you may think they're wonderful, when they get on the job, they just don't work that hard. And that's one of the tendencies with a low score, with a downward arrow, is that maybe their work ethic, their desire to get things done is just not that high, and so they only do the bare minimum. Now, in other cases, it could be they, they're they really just struggling in their position. They don't know what they should be doing. Maybe they're not performing, uh, and they, maybe they need some training or clear direction on where they should be going, and we see that sometimes with new sales professionals who are entering the, entering the profession, and it's a learning curve that they have to go through, but I always recommend... When you see this low score with a downward arrow, if it's a self-professional or somebody in a in what we would call an individual contributor position, you got the tendency is, will they work that hard? And they're not even sure what they should be working on. If it's a leader, if it's a manager, oftentimes the way we see this pattern play out, low clarity, downward arrow, they simply like to delegate everything. Mm. Maybe they like to direct other people but they don't want to do the work themselves. They're not very hands-on, they're hands-off, mm-hmm. uh, and we've seen that happen many a times.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I've, I've seen a lot of leaders like this too, actually, where their brain, there's a kind of a pattern that a lot of leaders tend to have on the external factors. Maybe you've seen this too or noticed this pattern, and it's primary systems judgment, so they're thinking big picture more, most often, and then either secondary or about the same uh, balanced with systems judgment is empathetic outlook. So then they're thinking about their people. How, c- how can we best execute this plan with the people that we have? And then finally is practical thinking. And they're well-developed in all areas, but that's kind of the priority or how their brain is wired. First, they think about longer-term goals. Then they think about the people involved. Then they think about the individual task and imp- the implementation strategy. It's not true of all leaders, but um, I, that's what I've noticed, in, you know, in the thousands of assessments I've looked at is that many of them are wired that way, and it's kind of what the job requires to a larger extent. Would you agree with that, or would you, would you disagree with that?
1: I, I would agree with that, Dre. I think uh, the difference is, is the clarity score. If it's a higher clarity score, um, but, the, but the dimension is below the, the people dimension or the system judgment dimension, that's normal. It's when it gets uh, what we're talking about, the low score mm-hmm. with the downward arrow, um, where they completely become hands off and, and they're thinking, well, I'm a big picture strategist, thinker, yeah. uh, developing plans, but it's up to everybody else to implement and get those tasks done. Mm-hmm. And the challenge with that is that in today's world, we hear consistently from organization after organization the the day of a leader sitting back in an office and just uh, directing and not being hands on Are over. They need hands-on, practical managers that get out there and drive results. And there's something to be said from that perspective. A hands-on leader, not that they should get caught up in doing all the tasks that other people can do because there's something uh, to be said about appropriate delegation, but a hands-on leader will be able to command the respect of their people and will gain followership. Hands-off leaders in today's world, they lose the followership of their people.
0: Hmm. That's an excellent point to end on. Um, and, and really great f- insight from you, Tony. I appreciate you sharing your, your uh, feedback and experience with the practical thinking dimension today. Uh, and that's where we're going to wrap it up. So if you'd like to learn more about the assessment, we'd be happy to walk you through a sample and talk through how they may be able to support your talent initiatives. So, if you, so feel free to email me at ddouglas, with two S's, at Brooksgroup.com or visit our website at brooksgroup.com.